What's happening, Soul Fam? Welcome to Onto High Quantum Healing. The podcast is going to help you tap into your psychic abilities, become a fifth dimensional being, and understand the true meaning of ascension. This week's special guest is my best friend, Craig, who started off his spiritual journey with Onto High. He goes over how he integrates shamanism into his everyday life, his spiritual friendships, and what it's like to be an empath on a spiritual journey, finding your place in the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Antohai, on TikTok and YouTube at Antohai Quantum Reiki. And if you're ready to step into your sole purpose, becoming an Ascension coach and spiritual entrepreneur, check out the links in the description below. Join our academy where we'll teach you everything about energy healing, quantum reiki, onto high alchemy, and how to create the life of your dreams as a six-figure entrepreneur in the spiritual community, bringing us deeper into the golden age. For tarot readings and energy healings, go ahead and check out ontohigh.us for all your resources. What's happening, so fam? Welcome to Onto High Quantum Healing, the podcast where we talk about ascension, psychic abilities, energy healing, and so much more. And today we have a really awesome guest. This is like one of my best friends that's here. And uh, one of the reasons why I brought him onto the podcast is because he has a totally different view as to like how to embody a shaman. Um, and it's more so like the way he does it, which I think is really, really awesome. So before we get any deeper into it, I want to go ahead and introduce Craig. Hello, I don't really know what to say beyond hi right now. Um, yeah, no, it's totally just cool. echoing everything you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's totally cool. I just want to like let them have like the the high, right? So, um, like always, uh, onto high means the cravings of life, the cravings of victory, or the passion or the power of the gods, right? So, which one do you feel like you're embodying right now, and why? Right now, I, you know, I, I kind of flow between all of them to an extent, but, but right now I would say more the power of the God that I've been embodying or the, the gods plural. Okay. So like, what's that mean? Yeah. And, and so part of that is just, um, within my spiritual awakening, which I really view as always happening. Um, there's no like, oh, Hey, I awoke and now I'm here. Like there's always new things I'm learning and understanding and one of those things more recently with that is in my own life, kind of taking back power and setting boundaries and really channeling that power of the gods to help me manifest that and do that. Nice. So, um, okay. So Craig and I met like, I don't know, like what, five years ago by now? Like, I don't remember how long it was. Um, <laughs> Time, right? Um, I, I, I want to say it was... Yeah, like four or five years ago now. Yeah, so I was still in this house on like this highway, which had so much noise, and I still hadn't found like the worth in my mission totally. I knew I was a shaman, I was doing shamanic work, um, and I ended up working with you. I don't know if you want to like explain the story, because I know like there's pieces to it that are like, what? Uh, <laughs> so I guess like you lead it, and then we'll just dive into that. Oh, sure. I mean, well, and like everything with my life is already recorded for the records right from our other work. So, uh, yeah, I found you online. And at this point in my life, I was still married and we had our issues that we were working through. And 
I was looking for anything to help me try and understand what I was going through. And then I found you and I was like, this can't be real. This guy does like Reiki and quantum healings and he's got like over a hundred reviews. He's got a perfect five stars. Like, okay, this is all like fake. Right. And so, but then I reached out to you anyways, and we started talking and coordinated my first healing. And, and that was when we first really met and first started talking. Yeah. That's when we really kicked it off. Cause I remember the first time um, I didn't, I ended up meeting you because your ex came in for another, a different healing. And it was like, no, vice versa. was it? Yeah, I came in first and then I had her come into you afterwards. Um, and, and, and truthfully, she never really bought into all of this, obviously. Um, and but for me, like, you know, and, and I'll, I say it a million times after coming to you and like not even knowing what to expect, but just knowing that this is a thing that's out there and people are doing it, it really changed my perception on how I interact with the world entirely. And that's where we start delving down into me starting my practice and, and learning from you and others. Yeah. Um, so for everybody that's also, also listening, um, Craig and I, uh, we've been meditating for a while. Like we, we have a circle that is kind of, it's got its own vibe, right. Um, with us and a couple other shamans and, uh, we try to meet up almost every week on a Sunday, uh, unless like the cosmos is happening and we can't always do it because obviously like we'll do like a spell that's really powerful together. And then everybody has to go their own ways, to, like process it before we can come back. So it could be like weeks, even months before we actually like fully sit down into another meditation, five by five on the clock, as I'm saying that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, it's, we, we have had so many different experiences. It's just wild. And like just the other day we had another one. We, we all have like this spell book, um, which like, how many of us are there? There's, there's you, five. me, there's five of us. Yeah. <laughs> five of us at five, five, five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. So all five of us um, at the beginning of the year, no, it was like at the end of last year, we um, decided to pitch in, make this like spell book where we put our intentions and then all of us are alchemists we're shamans. Right. So we all do like some form of like um, energy manipulation in some way. Um, all of us know onto high as well. So uh, we made this notebook and just a couple of days ago, one of us put some spells in a notebook and then you ended up channeling those same like things. And mm -hmm. there was no way that you would know what was in that notebook. And we're always having like really, really cool, like, amazing experiences like that. We've also done like um, ayahuasca and other psychedelics together. Um, and it's just been a really cool ride because it just keeps growing. Like, and especially like since you and I have known each other, not only have we grown as individuals, our friendship has grown and like we've even added more people to the fold progressively as we like have been like yeah. raising our vibrations. So I think it's so dope that like, you know, we get to like share those experiences. Um, but one of the things that I think is really cool about you that I've at first I didn't really get it because, you know, I've always been the shaman that's like, oh, yeah, I got to show up and I got to be the shaman. Right. Um, but you you learned on to high. And then you were just like, you know, my role is to be like in the shadows, be in the background, like mm -hmm. I'll help people if they find me or whatever. So like, can you tell us a little bit of like how that journey is and like what it means to you, how you got to that conclusion, what yeah. your role is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, to your initial point, like for where it started for me it was about me. And so, like I said, I, the way I was taught um, societally and familially by my family to interact with the world never made sense to me. 
Um, part of that being um, what you and I originally talked about with me being a big empath as well. And so what I just learned how to do growing up was be whatever I needed to be in that moment to get the reaction response that is desired. So um, here I am in this group of people and I'm going to be this way, that way everyone around me is happy. And uh, it's really important to make sure everyone else is happy. Like I was always taught to prioritize others, but also I was really kind of taught by society and by my family that a lot of the things that you and I know to exist don't exist. Um, and even in conversations with specific family members, it's very, very like, they don't, it's not judgmental. They're, they're very genuine and trying to understand. They just, they can't, there's that block there. Like, but I, but, uh, and so for me, as I was learning and, and kind of growing um, my practice and, and how I functioned within it, you know, you and I talked numerous times about, oh, well, you know, how, how can you get involved with, um, with my kind of practice here and how can I help out? And I kept saying like, I'm not really sure I'm ready for that. Um, I'm not really sure how. And, and I've really enjoyed the ways that I have helped out, which is, you know, sometimes you're like calling me in cause you have another student who is kind of like hitting a, a block or a wall and like, you can call me in and I know on the high really well now. And then I can work with them and they can be like, Oh, pff, okay. Well, like it's still connecting. Whereas when someone's working with you all the time, then you can start thinking, well, like, is that just we're like in tune with each other? Is that just like, we really know each other? Are we really making these psychic connections? Um, but to your point, we see them all the time where you and I and the others in our little family and um, that we meditate with, we're channeling the same information. We're same time without conversation. And then, you know, we talk to each other and it's like, oh my God, I was just talking to so-and-so and they had the same. And it's like, okay, I got to go talk to them now and see what this is about. Um, and as that kind of progressed and I grew and I got more confident and comfortable with myself and my own power, I started realizing that where I was making the biggest impact was when people just kind of naturally found their way towards me and they didn't really know how or why they just, there was something compelling them to get closer to me. And I could kind of plant those seeds that, you know, sometimes it's what we do is really shattering people's realities in the moment. And sometimes I feel like we're like punching little holes in so little like things of light can come through and figuring out what that is they need. And really it's more for me, like kind of pointing them and guiding them so they can have those aha moments for themselves. Um, because I've found that when I, just outright tell people things because they ask it doesn't work right <laughs> like yeah yeah they either reject it or they think like oh well now that i know i just have it and it's like well no now you know but now you got to understand too you can't just know you need to understand mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really funny too because like sometimes people are like looking for the answer and then you show up or you know like what a shaman will show up in general and give you the answer and you don't want the answer anymore because it's like <laughs> way too hard hitting you know what i mean so um, yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's really cool because um, a lot of times you're like, you'll just be at like a, like a drumming circle or something. And then people just, for some reason, are just like magnetically drawn to you. And then I know there's been times where you've been like, yo, I just gotta, <laughs> I just gotta have this yo one yoga thing. And this one chick just like dumped out all her like life story on me. And like, what the fuck? Like, uh -huh. you know, one of the things that I, I personally have learned from you is like, not always looking at things the way I look at them. Cause I, I definitely have, I've, I've have realized that is I have like a, 
I've always been in that high level of reality. Like my world has always been like, oh yeah, like this is what reality is. You can bend time. You can talk to people's souls. You can like fucking manipulate animals. You can do all this shit. And sometimes like you really just pointed out to me, like, you know, it's, there's more to it. There's another aspect to it. And like, it's hard to explain how you do that, honestly, because it's experiential and it's more so like you'll say something or like we'll have an interaction and we're both channeling something at the same time. And then it's almost like it all just comes together. It's like puzzle pieces. And I think what's really cool out of all of this is like, I think everyone should try to really cultivate a friendship with somebody else that has like the same kind of psychic abilities and try to meditate with that person or learn the same kind of alchemy that they do because it's like almost looking at yourself through a different pair of eyes you know what i mean yeah yeah no absolutely it's funny too because i was talking with um another one of our family the other day and, and one of the things i had said to them was one of the things I'm most thankful that you helped teach me was how to be honest with myself about myself. And I think that's kind of what you're alluding to about me teaching you as well. Um, just saying it differently. And, and yeah, I think yeah. that one of the, one of the reasons that I do help um, with that is I found, and it's helped me a lot in my career too, is I am really good at finding the concise words to communicate information to individuals so they can understand what I'm saying. And, and that's literally what I do for a living, right? Like part of my job is being that person who is working with all these different groups and trying to manage communications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure, for sure. Mm. So like, okay, you're an empath that like when you awoken, I, I remember when we started working together, like mm. you didn't fully understand the whole empath thing. Like you were kind of like diving into that. Um, across the years that we've known each other like what have you learned about being an empath and how to even master it because i know there's a lot of people that are like oh my god mm -hmm. i'm an empath but i don't know how to like cause you know those barriers to like stop feeling other people's emotions and shit so like uh -huh. like what what was that for you like what was that whole experience yeah well and and i i do want to share the whole experience um because i think it's important too like we all go through this process right where first i didn't understand at all what an empath was or realize that i even was one like i didn't know they existed and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, now I understand that empaths exist. But my understanding of what an empath was was very limited because, and especially timely speaking, nowadays all this information is so readily avail available. And you and I have had this conversation as well about spirituality is very popular right now and, and it's very trendy. So there's a lot of information available for people to find. But we're talking, you know, 20 years ago you had to know the right people or know the right books to get this information. And it wasn't really openly discussed because it was kind of like this hushed, more almost even taboo topic. And so my understanding of being an empath is very limited. And then as I started to really notice my own self and how everyone else's emotions were impacting me, at that point, I still didn't even realize they were other people's emotions. And that's when I first kind of came to you for that healing. Mm. And we got through that. And then as I started understanding through my own research, through working with you, through working with my therapist, who also, while being like clinically a therapist, lives in this world that we do as well of shamanism, you know, working with her, starting to understand what that means to be an empath. And so I think it was the second time that we worked together um, when you held a cambo ceremony for me. And we went through that. And then afterwards, we just were kind of talking and you were like, oh, well, like, you know, what if I were to just kind of throw some different uh, 
emotions and energies at you to help you kind of like learn to identify them. And, you know, I thought the, the camo ceremony was, I don't know, hour, hour and a half. And I was like, okay, he's probably got like things to do. And the next thing I knew it was like two or three hours later, you were still there and we were still hanging out. And that was when we kind of realized like how well we really knew each other while in this lifetime, really meeting each other for the first time, having those previous experiences. But this is really the first time that we really spent together and really got to know each other. Um, and it was during that process where you were like, all right, I'm throwing an emotion at you. What is it? And me being like, oh, well, this one's love. This one's hate. This one is whatever. That I was like, whoa, whoa, fuck. Okay, one, like, how am I picking this up? curiosity peaked um because i've always been someone who is actively pursued additional knowledge for myself to just know and understand things and this is a whole world that i didn't know at this point right mm -hmm. and so then working through with you and working through with my therapist really starting to learn beyond just the tools of what are emotions being directed towards me also learning where my emotional boundaries were and and not really um, as being an empath and being through the um, traumas I've been through in my life, truthfully, very codependent in a lot of ways when we first met, my energy is just absorbing other people. And it like stretched out and thin and like there weren't boundaries for me either. And so part of it was learning, okay, well, where is my energy at? Learning how to control to bring it in closer to me so I'm not stretched out at a restaurant and like absorbing a million different people's energies at this restaurant. Um, and then learning more specific tricks and tools to either still see and experience those emotions, but not have them stick to me or even just redirect them. Yeah. Honestly, to be 100% honest, I totally forgot about Cambo. Like I forgot that was even <laughs> a thing that was so long ago. Um, but I think, I think that's, I want to talk about that actually. Like, what was your Campbell experience? And like, before we dive into that, like Campbell, if you don't know what Campbell is, Campbell is like this um, Peruvian frog. It's an Amazonian frog that like they ethically harvest them. Not they don't kill the frog. Chill out. Um, they basically go ahead to capture the frogs, and the frogs on the back on their backs have like this kind of like goo, and they just scrape mm -hmm. off the the goo and then let go of the frog back into the forest and. You basically burn like three little holes or depending on how many times you're doing cambo on the skin and then you apply that toxin from the frog on the skin and then it basically makes you like purge it makes you purge like whatever's in your stomach and it can be really good for like um you know like anger inner child issues like pent-up mm -hmm. emotions things like that so um what was your experience with that yeah yeah, and what it, it truly is a purge, like physically and also energetically at the same time. Um, my, my experience was really beautiful for that. And, and, and I would also clarify that um, for me, because, you know, you mentioned earlier, like that we're the same psychically and, and we are, but we're also all different, right? And so for me, I don't visually or audibly hear things or see things very often. Um, for me, it's very much always just knowing and then also feeling things and being able to translate those feelings into words into like colors visions smells whatever and so you know you were like oh well 
the campo spirit may come and talk to you and you're like yeah they're here right now and i was like well i know they're like right there in the room but like i don't see them i don't hear them and you're like oh okay well they just said something what is it like well they said this you're like well how did you know that did you hear it and it's like no i just know now and so for me it was kind of as as i'm purging it's this energetic and this emotional and this physical release all kind of at the same time where there's these what do we call them toxins across the board specifically that are still in my body that aren't serving me and they might have served me at one point and they might have like really allowed me to survive um in my life you know there's a lot of things we do for survival that people don't necessarily consider like oh is that really for survival because it's not like about physical survival it's about mental or emotional survival mm-hmm. and and so kind of purging all of that and afterwards you know this sense of relief and release where like there's a there's a lightness to it almost um in terms of weight and and energetic weight there's not that damp gravity kind of pressing down yeah no i think you were one of the first people i like one of the first people i applied campbell to after i became a campbell practitioner um i remember the first time i did campbell it was like intense as fuck like uh, I went to Florida. I went to Florida to do like an ayahuasca retreat. And like at the retreat, they had this guy who was doing Campbell. And I had never heard of Campbell before. Um, and on my way driving down there, because we drove from Michigan all the way down to Florida that, you know, he was just like, you want to do this? If you're going to do this, you got to make sure you don't eat like five hours beforehand. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, you know, I'm, I'm here for the experience. I might as well go all the way. Right. And um oh man, it was so intense. I was not expecting what came out because at first, like when it, when it, when they burn it on your skin and then it starts kicking in, like I instantly felt the Campbell spirit come in and it's kind of like this old guy, like, um, like an older man. And all of a sudden he started showing me images of like, like my mom and my dad and like other people that I was just like hella pissed at that, I was conscious that I was mad at that person or I wasn't even conscious that I was holding on to anger towards that person. And then my stomach would just start wrenching harder and harder and harder. And all I would keep hearing was, you know, this is what's there. Do you want it? Like the longer you keep on, the longer you hold on to it, the worse this is going to get Axel. Like it's up to you. Like you can have a pleasant ride or you can have a really horrible ride. And I got to this point where I'm like, fine. I recognize that I'm angry at so-and-so. And the reason why I'm angry is for X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden it turned into like this inner child, like purging where like, I hadn't realized that like anger was such a huge anger and rage was such a huge drive for me up until that point. Um, and it kicked my ass, like totally fucking kicked my ass. And then later, later on that ceremony, I ended up doing like, um, ayahuasca and i remember being on that on that retreat there was like 60 plus people doing ayahuasca which i highly recommend never to fucking do to anybody like it's horrible especially if you're like you're a super empath or you know you're a psychic or something like it's the worst thing you could ever do because i was i was on there and at some point like i didn't i didn't vomit once um i you know i did the the other purging that comes out the other end but um that's just happens to everybody. And most commonly is like when you start vomiting, that's like where you, you carry a lot of emotions. And since I never did that, I started feeling other people's like kind of energy and I started even purging for them, but I wasn't even letting go of bile from my stomach or anything. It was just like this black energy that was coming out. And I 
it wasn't my trip. It was like their like the other 60 people's trips were like channeling through me. And I think it was like the worst thing I've ever experienced. I felt like I was being lobotomized, I swear to God. But there were like a couple cool experiences where like there was one time like I got so agitated that like all these wasps came out of nowhere and they started circling me like in a tornado fashion and they even landed on me. And there came one moment, like people around me were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, who is this guy? Like what? (laughs) And I got to this point where I'm like, I got even aggravated with the wasps because I understood that they like, cause the wasp was my totem animal and they were coming in response of like, you are really messed up. Like, we're just going to try to calm you down. Mm -hmm. And everybody else wouldn't get close Mm -hmm. to me because of that. And at one, at one point I'm like, you guys, I understand you feel me like, in this horrible state, leave me alone. And then all the wasps like randomly just disappeared yeah. out of nowhere. And it was like this freaking like shaman moment that was there. And I, I remember leaving there because I was supposed to do it for three days. And I, I did it two days in a row. The first day was like really intense. The second day I was like, let me just give it a second chance just in case. And by the third day when it was supposed to happen, I'm like, no, I just can't. Like I'd rather just leave. And I, I really, I felt more traumatized in that environment than I did healing. Um, which was like really crazy. And I remember setting an, a manifestation there that I was like, the next time I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it with only like close people, people that I like, I know really well, people that I care about. And like, even if that, if that means I had to wait or whatever, the shaman's going to show up, the opportunity is going to show up. And um, later, like almost a year later, like mm-hmm. all of us had already formed a little group and we did ayahuasca together. And I think that was so beautiful because we were all in the same frequency. We were all like there with a pure intention. And it was cool because we realized that we all had, we had all come together to do something that we've done before. And I think mm-hmm. that's what like we all got out of that second ayahuasca trip. So like on that second ayahuasca trip, do you remember like kind of what was the transmissions or whatever that came to you? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, so on, on that, that weekend as well, like just, it was very heart and love focused period. Um, and so, you know, for me, the specifics were all linked around that to an extent. And like, of course there's crazy things happening. Like where we were staying at was on water and we're out in the water and like there's just a bald eagle circling above us like just watching for like two hours and you know where we were at there's not a lot of bald eagles that low in in the state um and so it's just like you wouldn't typically see that but here we are and it's like oh wow that's happening um yeah there's also that that moment too that where we all hit that high peak of energy and then the storm came out of nowhere yeah. yeah that's what i was gonna say next and it was like all of a sudden there's this crash and it was like this storm came through and even though we were inside like the whole that one whole um piece of art came off the wall remember and just fell down and um so so there's those weird physical manifestations of the energy but there was also those shared experiences where like an energetic cloud came through and there was a few of us who saw that and it was very like nebulous to me more so than like um you know moisture clouds it was more of a nebulous cosmic cloud for what i experienced and again unique because i don't tend to have visuals but here i was having this visual um with my psychic manifestation as opposed to just being like oh wow there's this energy over here and this is what it feels like it looks like and i and i always say feels 
and I don't mean it in a sense of that I don't know what it looks like. I mean it. I know you know this, but I mean it in a sense of, um, I literally just feel the energy and can interpret it into what it does look like. Yeah, and you're like hella dead on too. Like, um, just for people who don't really understand, right? Like, um, what Craig is is like clairsentient, claircognizant. So he just he's like an oracle he just randomly just knows shit and he'll he sometimes does things too like he doesn't even know why he's doing it he's just doing it because like his higher self is like nah this is what's happening right um and it can be really helpful too because like you you sense things sometimes even before i will be aware of it you know like because i'm more so like i see the templates i see the cosmos like my powers are more so like see space and how it how it moves and it's like i'm reading the weather and then Mm -hmm. i know what people are gonna end up doing and sometimes like you can even beat me prior to that or you'll start having like an experience and you're like I feel so messed up and I'm like hmm that's weird like I don't see that anywhere and then a day later I'm like oh my god I'm so messed up like you know it's it's crazy so yeah no for sure I think that ayahuasca trip that we had the second one a lot of it for me was yeah it was definitely about love it was um it was cool because it was we all like we have this one friend his name's Carl and a lot of us saw him get possessed by this like goddess it was like rather Kali or it was like Shakti or something but his intention Mm -hmm. was to go there and to connect to the divine feminine because Carl's like hella like divine masculine like this is his whole energy and he's super powerful but he's also an agora so he really tries to like allow himself to like embrace every aspect of it and I think what's so cool about tripping with your friends is the fact that like if one of you has an experience and then two or three of your friends are like seeing the same shit, you're like, oh no, this is real. This is actually happening. It's not just in my head. And mm-hmm. having that kind of like anchor, I think is really fucking dope. Um, so I, that one was a crazy one. When we all saw like, it was almost like Carl and then there was another person like super like on post on top of him. And it yeah. like, every, yeah, everybody was just like, just leave him alone. He's going through some shit right now. <laughs> like somebody's talking to him like, just well, don't and touch then he, him. And then he realized it too. And he just removed himself brief, briefly, right? He's like, no, oh, I'm gonna, I'll see you guys like went to another room and like had his experience and and i do think that's important too with um when you're finding these people that you're working with and sharing with like obviously trust is very important and we naturally trust what's similar i you know carl and i are like polar opposites in Mm -hmm. in how we like i'm very divine feminine i'm very water and soothing he's very like fire and explosive and he's divine masculine and even the way we experience things are so different but because of that he's been able to show me so much and i would like to think i've been able to show him so much in return with just how we look at and analyze things yeah for sure um yeah that that trip too was the first time i saw a real mermaid incarnate like I was sitting by myself by like this, because the, there was a pier there, right, you guys? And like, I was sitting there by myself. There was like this really comfy little coacha, kofa, uh, sofa there. Um, and uh, I don't know why I was, I don't know how this happened. But at some point, I started talking to mermaids and I could hear them singing from far off. And I, at first I thought it was like, a uh, music from some one of the neighbors or something that they were playing but I would look around and everybody was gone or they were sleeping or something and I'm like okay that's kind of weird and then at some point like I n- kid you not I saw a real life mermaid fully manifested in front of me and 
I had never had an experience like that. Like, listen, I've like fucking, I've fought demons. I have, I hang out with the gods. Like I've, I'm not new to any of this shit, but like when I saw that mermaid, the first thing that ran through my mind is like, oh, this bitch is trying to drown me. Like she's gonna, like, I, I don't know what the fuck I got into, but I gotta make sure that like, I hold my own. Cause like, and I remember telling her, I'm like, if you even try, I, you, I'm going down with a fight. I'm pulling your hair. I'm gonna like, you know, do something to you. And then once I had that energy, she was like, she understood like, I'm gonna disappear. Cause you're obviously not ready for that. Yeah. Um, and then right after that, Aleister Crowley, like, uh, one of the greatest like alchemists debatably of all time um, showed up and he was basically teaching me like a concept that we learned in Antohai, which is called ascended space. And he was teaching me, he was like, look out in the distance and you could see all these like little lights. And he said, focus on just one light. And I said, okay. And I put my vision on that. And he was like, just focus on that light. And then as soon as I was, I had all my concentration on it the rest of the like the world started like shaking and like spinning around that and he yeah, was yeah. like you you overcomplicate manifesting yourself he's like you you look at all the spinning attributes instead of just focusing on that one thing that you really want and letting the rest of the cosmos just like orient itself around mm-hmm. that and i was like oh damn like i guess i have been like really complicating it and it kind of like changed the game for me after that i remember too like we were sitting there and i had um I think I was talking about this with, on the podcast with like Jen Patton, um, who was also at that like like that hangout with that we did. Um, that I had a, I had dreamt dreamt about Dakin um, a year before we actually sat there, and I remember in the dream I couldn't I didn't know him at the time. I was just like, oh okay, and he made this one joke that we all like started laughing at. And when it replayed, I'm like, oh, shit, I've been here this whole entire time just waiting for myself to catch up. Like, what? It was, like, pretty, pretty wild. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything to that before like, we keep going. No, but I like I like where you were heading at with just, you know, time and how, like, obviously here we're confined to a linear viewpoint of it in the third dimensional. Mm-hmm. But we have experiences outside of that linear path all the time. And... Mm-hmm it's just dismissed or written off or explained in other ways. But it, for, you know, you or I who document and record things a lot, it comes around and makes sense. Um, you know, I think back to like in Antai, um one, when I first started working with you and I was like drawing things and you're like, wait, where, huh? Huh? And then, and then, you know, months and months later, I'm learning this, in onto high two and i'm like oh i shit like flipping back i'm like guys look i drew this like last year this is crazy um and and then even for people who aren't in this world you know i have a friend of mine who they were like hey can you take over like people's dreams and stuff and i was like yeah probably but like i don't do that like i mind my own business like if you had a dream with me you were probably seeking me out because again i like to be in the shadows like most you know you a few other people are able to see me in the astral when they're dreaming most people I just like go unnoticed by They're like, yeah, well I had a dream and like, all right, you know, we were at this house. I didn't recognize it. And I was like, okay, well they can describe it to me. And they started describing like my house, which they've never been to before. And they're like, no, that's not your house. And I like started showing them pictures. They're like, Oh my God. <laughs> and so, you know, then flash forward a few months later, they had been coming, they came to my house to hang out or whatever. And they're like, this is wild. Like, this is, I remember this is like what my dream was like they were experiencing that moment of the first time being in my house, you know, a month or two prior to it happening. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's and definitely we never worked together energetically before. There's not that connection. There's just that underlying connection we all have. Right. 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 Oh my God. Just so many things I got to add to that one. So <laughs> where do I start? So I guess I'll start with the first one. So, um, coming back to like, we record everything. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I remember when we first, cause yeah, I mean, like, Craig, Craig yeah. was, Oh, Hey, that I, notebook. Mean, like, I always have it on me. I have another one right here. I have another one upstairs. Like I always have something to write down on because when those things come, they can disappear so quickly if you're not ready. Oh yeah. You definitely gotta like, or make like a memo note or something. My thing mm-hmm. is like memos, but like, bitch, don't forget this fucking like one manifestation, like just write it down later. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Like I remember, so, okay. So Craig, I, I, before Craig and I started working together doing onto high, I taught onto high to like a ton of people and it, like in one particular format it was like course material and then you would show up to our group meetings and then we would meditate and like kind of like enhance that which I still do um but when I started working with Craig I was like you know what I really want to do I want to do it different I want to be able to see what happens when I just teach you how to do it without giving you like the textbooky aspect of it right and I remember because like since you were brand new to energy work I'm like this would be really good, a good experience to like learn how to like, if one day, you know, the internet crashes and like, we don't have like, you know, teachable or anything like that. Like, how do I keep like pushing this to people who are just going to like wake up randomly and they have to like learn it. Right. And, um, that was one of the cool things is like, we would start, we would start working together. You would just start meditating on a certain idea or like, you know, I would tell you, Hey, this one deity is going to come through as we like practice this one thing. And then you would legit start seeing models that were in the class that you didn't have access to none of that. And it was just like, you would draw them and I'd I'd be like, what? Like, no way. Like my mind would be so blown. And that kind of comes back to the, the whole thing. Like, you know, when you teach other people, you keep learning yourself like you're teaching yourself ultimately because I had never had that experience with anybody else where like you were you were taking the the online course without even realizing it from a different Mm -hmm. aspect and then we recorded the whole thing I think it was like what 90 days it's called actually the course is is available for like coaches and stuff like that that want to like really dive into onto high and it's called like the 90 90 days of onto high coaching um and it's literally Craig's story from the very beginning of learning onto high all the way to the end you get to well, see and of one because well i mean two is recorded but i imagine it's not included in that because two is oh yeah yeah class, right yeah. yeah yeah so it's actually onto high one coaching him through it and like you end up seeing not only his development but like the games that we played to like really bring out like i taught you how to bend dice probability and mm-hmm. stuff like that and stuff like that um but it was cool because when we we recorded a couple of the sessions and then i told you like there was a one time in, in the real time, right? Like it was almost like you and I were talking right now we were recording it and you said, there's someone here, but I'm not fully aware of who it is. I can't see them. I can't sense them. Mm-hmm. And then later you, you went back to the recording like months later and you meditated with that version of yourself. And then you realized from months later that the person that you felt was you like bypassing time and space to like help yourself out right Mm -hmm. and it was like damn like and that was another one of those things just like shoot like even through you know like recorded media like you can bend time and space to like change and influence yourself and you don't really know like you're your higher self like you're your own spirit Mm -hmm. guide essentially you know what i mean so um and i remember like one of the first times we were working too you you had cupid essentially come through um 
but he called himself Charles. He was like, my name's yeah. Charles. And we were like, oh, that's kind of crazy. And then we like you described him. I'm like, it kind of sounds like Cupid. And later on, it kind of like we saw more images about it. And we're like, no, no, for sure. It is like it's that person. It's for sure. Like he was there to show you more about love. He and with what you were going through too during that yeah. time, it made so much sense why Cupid stepped through. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, damn, like it was really, really cool. So, you know. I don't know if you want to add anything to that either. So well, with with Charles, just that synchronicity again of like you know, um, my therapist even noticed Charles separate to our discussions. Like, there's like this cherubic looking uh, entity that's with you, and I was like, oh, that's Charles, and they were like, wait, what? <laughs> and so, but just again, adding that synchronicity. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really important too, because sometimes like, you know, we know him as Cupid or um, I think it's Eros in uh, Greek mythology or Roman mythology, but he showed up as Charles. Like when, cause when we asked him, what's your name? He was just like Charles. And for whatever reason, you know I mean? We had to connect the dots, but I mean, your spirit guys won't always just show up and be like, my name's like Thoth. I mean, like mm-hmm. they might say that your name's something else and it, it's better. It's easier for you to like probably comprehend it at the time and you're not fully aware of it. Um, so yeah, that's, that was definitely really cool. So, okay. You, you are uh, an ascended master and um, that's what, you know, the whole anti-high process is all about is about like first teaching you how to you know bend time tap into your own psychic abilities learn the true meaning of life and then eventually you go into anti-high two where you learn how to do like really advanced stuff you be, then you fully like step into your ascended mastery and you master all 14 of your chakras plus right mm-hmm. so you've you've been a reawakened ascended master for a while like what have you learned being in that position yeah um i think the first thing that i really learned and noticed and it kind of goes back to like when i mentioned spiritual awakening and how it continues is and i don't even myself use the term ascended master if i refer to it at all i usually say ascending master because again it's never stopping um you know it's like i don't just reach this point where it's like and I know everything mm-hmm. like, no, it's really what it is. It's almost like you reach this point where you can finally see past that wall or that block, whatever it is. And you look and you're like, oh, look at all this stuff. And then there's another one that you got to work through and get over and past. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and as you continue to raise your perception and accept truths really about yourself and, and the world, you start to understand yourself better and, and how you can interact with people that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people end up learning after a while is just like, mm-hmm. you go after the the title of like an Ascension. I, I now say like, I'm an Ascension master, even though a lot of people are like, Oh, are you trying to say you're Ascended master? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But um, you end up learning that like shit, like, the universe is infinite, like you can never understand mm-hmm. infinity, ultimately, right. So like, exactly. if you think you're gonna hit that plateau, where you hit ascension, and then that's it, like, even if you read stuff like the law of one, like raw will even tell you, like, he's in another dimension, still learning, he's just mm-hmm. not learning any of the earthly things that we're doing right now, because he's already mastered that, right? Like, he's figured that out already. So it's one of those things that it's almost humbling once you reach that peak, because it gives you the freedom to almost like, I don't know when I became when I fully became aware that I was a Sunday master. I guess I, I realized I wasn't really enjoying life. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, because I wasn't looking at it in from this infinite perspective, you know, um, which is always really, really eye opening, especially like talking about those dreams, right? Like all the time, I think, especially you, sometimes you're like, yeah, I'll be doing something and then I'll see like an image of you and I'll message you and I'll be like, <laughs> dude, like, are you okay? Do you need something? He was like, oh, I just, you know, I just thought about you just like 20 seconds ago, you know, and it's just kind of yeah. like, you know, a quick, a quick like telepathy connection. And I think mm-hmm. that's really really dope um well i think the other part of that that journey too is really how it affects in the in the 3d here and the first part of that being um as we've discussed no matter how high you ascend no matter what dimension you are on or you think you're on or whatever you're always still on the dimensions below it as well like you know you and i both love to go up it's it's a much more comfortable place for us we're more familiar there but no matter how much time we spend up there, we're still stuck here on the 3D. And mm-hmm. and the in the ways that I found it impacted me in my day-to-day life with um, reaching those higher um, levels of ascension within myself is I found myself to be very almost magnetic and polarizing where, you know, I go into a space and certain people, like you mentioned before, are just like phew, on me, like glue. And other people are like okay, gotta just stay away from that. That's too much for me. Um, it can be, it can be really overwhelming. Um, I find, you know, like our spaces are very protected. We have things set up to, to keep sanctity within our spaces, but I find that entities are constantly curious. What is Mm -hmm. that? Like, who, who is that? Why are they here? And they're kind of in the area. I might hear them. I might notice them. They might you know, like fly over, not really through, but over or near and like kind of rattle things in the house, um, just trying to figure it out. And so I I would say magnetic uh, in a polarizing sense where it's like certain things are drawn in, certain things are pushed away, but there isn't really a neutral as much as there used to be. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, I want to, like, I hear it all the time on TikTok where I'd love to be more like psychic, but what if demons or, you know, what if this, like, um, since this is like, you know, our lifestyle, like, how have you, like, how have you learned how to like manage that? Like, do you, does it even phase you anymore? Well, I, I'm a little weird because I don't think it ever really phased me. Um, you know, I haven't, I, I'm, in the shadows right so one i'm not a target being in the public eye like you or other like public facing shamans and healers and spiritual people are so i'm not getting just random anything directed towards me be it love be it hate be it whatever like from that capacity uh the the other capacity you know being as you kind of go through your life and for me uncovering those past incarnations of myself and and who I am today with those energies embodied in me, you know, you even said, well, how did you figure that out so fast when it came to like, okay, well, we're going to go into the astral and we're going to play a game of tag and I'm going to try and tag you. And I was just like, well, I didn't need to move myself to avoid you. Like, so I've always had this just no, like I just knew at the end of the day, nothing could fuck with me. I could, I could make that determination. And I've had those conversations with a friend as well, who they're like, well, because your experiences are always like, so like, wow, you're like, everything just listens to you. Like, they're like, I don't have that. 
um, and they weren't judging me or themselves for it. They're like, do you think that it's possible that you're also creating them? And I was like, well, absolutely. That's absolutely possible. But at the same point, I know that's not what it is. And I don't know how to explain it other than I just know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, and it, that, that's a great way to explain it too. Like, cause like sometimes you think it's a demon or some shit like that, but really it's not a demon that's there to like prey on you. It's a demon that's in resonance with you. Like, yeah. and most people don't ever think about that. Most people are like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, I'm a freaking victim. Like it's, it's here to haunt me. But like, <laughs> what if it's in your house? Because you do authentically relate with it and you've, mm-hmm you've harbored an environment for it to feel comfortable and and ultimately you can befriend a demon if you really wanted to but you know from my end i I, not only do i have a ton of protections in every way shape or form but it doesn't even phase me anymore like i i'm so used to my house almost being like a crossroads of like deities and beings coming through and i have stipulations too it's like you're only stepping into my house if you are in resonance with what I'm trying to create in any moment. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sometimes that that there's a demon in the house and it's not, it's not beneficial, but it teaches you still, it teaches you like, maybe you were creating this manifestation from an inauthentic place. And this is why mm-hmm. I'm here. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's really like valuable because, you know, we do create every aspect of our reality, regardless of whether or not we want to take like, full responsibility for it and mm-hmm. sometimes it's harder than others to like accept but yeah it's you're the creator of your own reality ultimately if you don't want to deal with something you can be scarier than whatever it is that's trying to like mess with you you know so yeah. absolutely and it is that belief system right like i've had people like well i don't think i can do what you do and i look at them i go then you can't period next next question like <laughs> yeah if you don't believe it how can you possibly do it um mm-hmm. And, and, and same as you, it's like, you know, I have my, my, my rules set up and like, there've been times where I'm sitting here and I like something slams a door in my house or something. And I go, you know, the rules and I'll stand up. And by the time I stand up they're they're gone. Like they know mm-hmm. the rules. Um, yeah. you can't, you can't fuck with me in those ways. If you're here to learn and share again, like within this, this realm that I'm open to come on in, but if you're not, and you're just here to observe fine, but don't mess with things don't mess with me don't mess with my stuff this is my space not yours yeah absolutely so okay you have practiced on to high you have we have obviously all our dope stories Mm -hmm. um you know like if some like i know sometimes people are like what's the difference between on to high and reiki or like you know why should i invest in on to high or why should i go down this road like what would you say to those people and like, what's the main takeaway that it's, it's done for you, I guess. Wow. I know you described wow. a lot of it, right? Like well, already, yeah, but, but it's also like trying to put into words for someone else, why something makes sense for me, because why it makes sense for me doesn't necessarily mean it makes sense for them. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense for them. I'm just saying it might from a very different perspective. Like if you're trying to look at it from my viewpoint, you're doing that from your own life experiences and you're going, that doesn't make sense. Um, but that right there, I think is the biggest thing that Antahai has helped me with is opening my perception to accepting that there are these other realities that exist and coexist right next to mine. And that the reality you live within and the reality I live within are very different because your reality is your perception. Um, 
from the outside in how it's how it's different than reiki um for me it's not so much um as much as manipulating energies on behalf of somebody else as it is really just being in flow with energies for myself and and doing so that's kind of how i can help impact and guide those around me uh you, like I said before, it's a very much more hands-off thing for me because, you, you know, you and I know we can go in and we could correct something, but if we don't teach and show and they don't adhere to whatever parameters we discussed, they're going to be right back in that same place. Um, mm-hmm. and, and not in a negative sense, I think that's what happens a lot with Reiki um, because people are going in and energetically shifting things for others who they're not explaining it. Now, if you know Reiki and you're having a Reiki healing, it's a totally different story. But for someone who would be considered uninitiated or in the not know, when you go in for a Reiki healing, somebody else is helping use energy to manipulate the energy within you. Um, I I find that a lot of Reiki people pull that energy from within themselves, mm-hmm. whereas with Antahai, I'm pulling that energy from because it's just everywhere, right? Like it's not like oh, I have to generate this. Uh, and yeah. so those are some of the, the bigger differences uh, that I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and yeah, a lot of times Reiki healers for sure are like, they don't even realize it. And that's why they come out of like sessions too, like super drain because mm-hmm. they're just like pulling their own life force and pumping it to somebody else. And then the client doesn't even realize that they're absorbing almost like some of the trauma as well from the healer. If the healer mm-hmm. hasn't like, fully like dealt with it so it's just kind of like yeah and on like trading like traumas healing. right like they're they're taking on a lot of what they're healing and then they're unintentionally like letting go of some of their own into that person and that's just also a sense of where they're taught from if, if you're taught mm-hmm. that you're creating that energy outwardly this way it's different than understanding or being taught that you're just manipulating the energy that already exists you're helping guide it but it has nothing to do with the energy going inside of me if i'm working with someone else i might be manipulating flow of energy through them but it's not my energy specifically yeah the way i do it is like i i bend reality like i bend the mm-hmm. whole structure around the person and a lot of times when a person works with me is it's like all right so you want to you want to know why you hate your life okay and i'll shift the rest of the image around them and then they start having all these synchronicities and epiphanies where they're like oh damn like i hate my job oh fuck like i'm in a relationship that doesn't really work out for me like all these other things and eventually the person has to come to this conclusion like i i got what i asked for am i going to change am i going to step outside of this framework and reclaim my power to do what's best for me right so yeah for sure like um one of the last things i guess really quick though too i wanted to mention because you talk about like well i don't like my job or i'm not in a good relationship and i I was thinking about this earlier and like you know you and i were talking this morning and yesterday and like i don't know we talk every day basically but i was talking about how i was just really struggling um and and i think that's an important thing to highlight for people too as they're going through their journey is it's almost like it, it never ends where you have those moments of doubt, those moments of struggle, those whatever they are, they're just painful and they're difficult because we're always processing our trauma. But it's it's sitting in them and, and getting through them that as I notice as I'm progressing and I hit this wall, then I feel like I take like 10 steps backwards in my development and like I feel defeated sometimes, I might feel depressed sometimes. And I'm like, okay, and I get myself right and I keep going through. And then all of a sudden I move like 30 steps forward. And so there are those setbacks that feel 
sometimes in the moment really negative, but they generally lead to larger steps forward. Whereas when you try and take shortcuts and you try and only focus on certain aspects of your development, you might feel like it's a cheat code for faster development, but then you'll hit that wall and you'll have to go back to go up the other path. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, like what you described is perceptional, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you, you might feel like you're going 10 steps back, but that's your perception. Maybe yes. it's not actually happening. And if you can change the narrative, like you definitely, you can definitely like take control of it in some way, shape or form. Um, or times where it's like, you know, you even warned me, like, get another notebook. You're going to have a ton of downloads this year. And so I did. And I was writing like crazy. And then it's like, poof, nothing. And I was like, oh, what did I do? Who did I piss off? Oh, my God. Like, I screwed up. And oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then I was talking with my therapist. And she's like, do you ever think that maybe that's intentional? So you can have the time to process all the shit that just got dumped in your head? Oh, yeah. Hello? I was literally <laughs> I was literally having that conversation with one, with one of our homies where um, – she was actually supposed to be on this podcast twice, okay? Mm -hmm. But around the same time that, like, she had scheduled the podcast, she had done, like, a, an energy shift for me because, like, you know, we were unlocking one of her spells, and I'm like, okay, test the spell on me so that you can basically, like, know what it does, and I'll tell you everything that happens. Mm -hmm. She did it, and then every day that I was going to go on the, like, on each day that I was going on the podcast with her, right before the podcast, like, probably, like, 45 minutes right before I would feel like this intense resistance, like, no, Axel, you cannot do this right now because being in her energy is going to mess you up right now. Mm -hmm. And I had to just go with the flow and we canceled it and we just went with it. And it's just kind of like this thing where I, I was at, at first, I was like really frustrated. And then she even said it, she's like, I think it's because you need to process whatever it is that I did to you. You're still not even fully aware of like, what's still clearing out. I'm like, fine. And I like, after the second time I had the epiphany and it came through and I'm like, oh damn, like, this is why we couldn't like sit down together. Cause I was definitely like going through some inner child stuff right there. So, mm -hmm. um, I think one of the last things that I really want to ask you, cause we talk about manifestation a lot here and, yeah. um, everyone has a different way of manifesting, but yet like everyone has like the same perception of manifesting. Like, how do you manifest? Like been in, being on your journey and gathering all the tools that you've gotten, like what's your technique? Uh, genuinely just raw belief and the sense that I just know. Um, when I, when I want to manifest something, I just, okay, this is what I want. I know it's coming to me. And I know there's things that I'm going to have to learn in order to get there. And I accept all of that and I'm not going to fight it. Um, when I, when I fight it, that's when it doesn't happen. Right. It's like, that's no. Um, and so you just kind of go through it and you know that it's going to work and you have to be patient. Right. Because big manifestations don't just happen. They, they mm -hmm. take time for the universe to shift the things for it to happen. Um, and, documenting in all my journals helps reinforce that I am on the right path. You know, certain numbers might stick out to me and I'll jot them down and I'll look up later if I don't know off the top of my head specifically what it means. Um, and it's like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I've been in a new job for about seven months now and I was not happy before that. And I said, I need to manifest a new job. I need, mm -hmm. I need to find this happiness. And I started working on it. It took about six months, but around like, you know, a month or two in, I started getting all kinds of interview opportunities. And so I was like, okay, well, it's, it's starting to work. 
And then around, you know, four or five months in, it was like, I started seeing eights everywhere. So finance, you know, abundance. And I'm like, okay, this is really positive. And then you start, I'd start seeing other signs and it's like, wow, okay. I can tell I'm like getting close. And then one day it's like, I interviewed for this job and I was like, this is literally the perfect job. And, you know, a day later they had me back in and then the next day they're like, here's your offer days before they said it would be ready. Pause. Okay. Cause you skipped a vital detail when you're describing what? that one. Well, because what? What you were like, Cause you were like, um, I want a new job and you were like, okay, I'm going to just manifest it. I'm just waiting for it to show up is what she said. And you were like, so fucking patient about it. You were like, it's just a matter of time. It's like, let's let mm-hmm. me wait. And then you went to the interview and I, that day I, I think it came oh. over your house and you were like, oh yeah, I already got the job. And yeah. I was like, oh, so they hired you. And you're like, no, they didn't, they haven't realized it yet, but yeah, I just, I got the job. Like, I know I'm hired. Like there's no big deal. And then the next day was when they ended up calling you're like, oh, you got the job. So you like, again, coming back to like <laughs> yeah. what you were talking about, like you knew it was yours mm-hmm. before it actually fully manifested and came through. And like, it's not just sitting back either. Right. It's going through those motions. It's, it's, I'm putting my resume out there. I'm going through the people who respond. I'm deciding who I want to then interact with. I'm, I'm learning things along the way. Um, maybe in this interview, I realized that I didn't like this job, but like I also learned something about myself that would be helpful to share in my next interview that would like, you know, so it's not, and I, I think that's another struggle. And you and I talked about this earlier today too, where people want to just sit back and passively receive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, truthfully work that way on a grand scale. Now you might have certain things happen that way, but when you're talking about big life altering, life impacting things, it's putting in that energy and that work and that effort yourself. Um, you know, oh, this person has a successful business. Oh, it must be so nice. Well, like, okay, did you watch the last X years when it wasn't successful or when it was like barely making it? And it's like, oh, it must be so easy for you. It's like, well, you don't know their story and you can't just sit back and have things fall into your lap. And even when they do, there's still usually work that goes with it for you to be able to keep it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's so much that goes there. <laughs> like, I guess, like, you know, you've definitely been there on my journey and you mm-hmm. saw that I, uh, you've seen my glow up, glow up. And I think that's, I, I'm really value. I, I really value our friendship because of that. Like, you know, now I know there's people who are trying to get in my energy and they're not coming from the right place. They're like, oh, it's Axel. I gotta be in his fucking energy. Right? And but like you were there when I was still kind of like I, I hadn't really popped off. I was known for what I was doing, but I wasn't where I'm at right now. And like, you know, just I don't know. I don't know how to say, it, but like, you know, you're one of those treasures that like. Oh, you know you. how you know how people end up saying like you know you, you knew me when i was out at a lower point yeah. and now i'm higher and like it's no one's ever gonna understand that you know what i mean like i think it's really valuable and then one of the last things i want to add in there too before we wrap this up is like um i guess since we're talking about like manifestation and and how we manifest i don't think i've ever shared this on the podcast but one of the ways that i manifest too is just like i manifest for our family like uh, mm-hmm. like even that with that spell book i'm like okay this spell book is gonna be for all of us and no matter what we put in here it's gonna help us all evolve and like grow and i a lot of my manifestations are about like and i have you know we we've talked about it like you know if one of us ends up hitting it fucking huge you know like where yeah. we we just 
have a, a huge bunch of money just come through, like I'm going to split that up with all my homies. You know what I mean? Because we did this together. You know what I mean? So, and it's also like this sense of like complete knowing, like no matter what, I you may not always have the pieces together and like it may not always make sense, but you're always making a step closer to the end result. You know what I mean? No matter what. Um, even on those days where you kind of just feel lost. And it, one of the things that you said too, is like sitting down and waiting for the manifestation to show up. Um, that, that's actually something that happened yesterday. Um, for me, I had a session with a coach and I realized that, you know, for the longest time I wanted the house, right? Like the house that is just the place I'm going to turn into a retreat and whatnot. And working with my coach yesterday, I was just like, I had this epiphany where I'm waiting for the perfect moment to show up. I'm waiting for the house to just show up with the right finance, the, you know, the right design, you know, uh -huh. like all of that. And it's no one's going to fucking make the house, but me. And the first step for me to really start creating the house that I want, I got to find the land. Right. And what was wild is like, you know, I just came back from Ohio. I don't think I've shared this with you yet, but right. So we came back from, from Ohio mm -hmm. and the coach that I was working with, it was my first time working with her yesterday. And she was like, where do you see yourself being and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like seeing the mountains in Ohio and seeing the mountains of Ohio. And I said, you know, I really love Aruba because Aruba's sun is just like so juicy. I've never felt no sun like that ever. But I'm like, honestly, my heart is in Ohio. And she like stopped. Like she was like, oh my God, I don't know why. She's like, I knew you were going to say, oh, hi, that's so fucking crazy. And she's like, I live in Ojai. And I'm like, shut up. And she's like, yeah, I know for sure. And like, it was this thing where I was like, okay, the universe is right now in my face mm -hmm. telling me, bro, this is where you want to go. This is what you want. Like everything's in alignment. Just do it already. And it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, one of the things I realized was like, okay, you're afraid to leave Detroit because of the fact that like you know you have a house you have the things that have been structured and you think about the complexity of like shit i gotta pick up all my stuff and haul it fucking across the country you know what i mean but at the end of the day like you don't even have to do that why don't you just like spend some time living in ojai rent a little house or whatever that's mm -hmm. affordable a little shack a studio or something and spend time there just to make sure that you're like in the energy and as as you're in the energy the rest of the pieces are just going to come together progressively like it's just what you need to do next. And I've always been one of those people that, you know, you know how I am. Like, if I want something, I'm just like, universe is fucking do it. And then mm -hmm. I just wait, right? And it just comes to me. But now I'm being taught that I had to get out of my own comfort zone and say like, okay, you're a conscious creator, bro. Like, you know, so much about manifestation is not just ordering it from cosmic Amazon and having it dropped off at your front door, yeah. bro. Like, you, you literally got to go, like, go sometimes to the mall, like the cosmic mall and actually pick it up, right? So, mm -hmm. um yeah, no, that's, this has been such a good um, podcast. I really did love it. I'm so happy that you were here to like share this uh, moment with us. Um, and I know you don't do coaching or anything. So I don't know if there's anything that you want to put out there for people to contact you, or if you just want to leave them with a really good message to like carry themselves on forward. Yeah. My, my message to people to carry themselves on forward is is find what makes sense to you and pursue that um just because something works for somebody else and you see that great success it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make sense to you or that it's the right path for you and so be humble and allow yourself the grace to pursue things that don't make sense as you seek out what does and once you find that just follow it and you'll 
learn more as it unfolds, right? To my, my journey is my example that we shared today. Yeah. You want to do a quick three minute meditation, just transmitting some good energy vibes to the homies listening. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So hold on. I'll just Alexa put a three minute timer. Minutes starting now. Sorry, she like yell at us. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Three, two, one. And I'm just gonna do like the eleventh version of onto high, the eleventh language. And if you want to do the sixth one, that'd be dope. Yep. We're just doing the transmission. Just take a deep breath, everybody, in three, two, one. And then just let the energy travel through your body, starting at the top of your head, going down into the third eye, into the eyes, into the nose, into the mouth, the chin, the neck, the shoulders, your arms, your torso, your hips your legs, your feet, your organs, your cells, and every atom that is connected to every thought and every word that you express. Remember to take a deep breath whenever you feel like you need to. Breathing out anything negative, doesn't matter if it's mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual. Relax into any tension in the body. And just take a second to just feel gratitude that you're here with us. And if you have a question right now that needs to be answered, put that out into the cosmos. And just let it be manifested for you in the next three days. Pay attention to the synchronicities that come up. Taking a deep breath. And tell yourself that you're gonna expand infinitely in all directions as we come back in 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Well, thank you for being here. I'm sending you all the love. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. I'm sending you all the love. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching with me to empower yourself into your highest vibration, check out the links in the description or visit us at onzohigh.us.